This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your McNuggets are closer than you think with McDelivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey, Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello everyone, welcome back to Swans Cast. It's been a couple of weeks since we were last on. Had a bit of a quiet summer this time, a bit of a quiet pre-season from us, but we're here now a week before the season opener against Rotherham United, I believe. Yeah, on, yeah. on the weekend coming now. So uh, thanks for joining us and we'll discuss maybe everything that's happened in pre-season or everything that we've uh, caught up on and seen. Obviously some of the games... They weren't too easy to go and follow this this year. There wasn't that many you could actually go to, was there? Um, and we'll talk about the transfer news that's happened. So we did recap it a little bit last time, but seeing as we're entering the season, we'll do another run-through of that. Have a little bit of a look at some of the transfers across the league. A uh, bit of a quiet uh, transfer window, I would say. There's a lot of movement, but not nothing spectacular. Um, everyone seems a little bit skint. But uh, yeah, we'll discuss some of that and then we'll go on to predict our table and what we think is going to happen in the year to come. I don't know if we actually went back and compared the one last time, but didn't do that great, I think. We did some some things well, some things not so well, but that's all part of the fun. So that's what we'll do today. Um, so yeah, as always, your place for all Swansea City news, Swanscast so, and, and podcast discussion. Um, we always bring our opinions and appreciate anyone that wants to get involved in the comments. Don't forget to comment down below. We do like to involve you in the next video then. We'll read it out and discuss any questions that you have. And also while you're on that subject, of okay, follow us on Twitter, so we'll be most active, so you can talk to us on there. We also have Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Go check us out, either Swanscast or Swanscast Media, and you'll be able to find us and follow us on all the social platforms. Uh, welcome back, Lee. Hello, how are we doing? I'm going to blame you for our absence after you've been gallivanting out in Italy. Yeah, it's been, uh, I don't know, it's gone really quick though, isn't it? And it seems like it's, we've just turned around and it's the start of the season again. I thought like it was going to be a bigger break, but uh, I guess it's starting. It's only a week earlier it's starting, isn't it? 
but it feels like it's is really, it really quick. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. earlier because of the World Cup. Yeah, normally it's like the first week of August anyway, isn't it? But we've just, we're pretty much there anyway. We're probably starting a week earlier than normal. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll get into our thoughts, I guess, on um, on the Swans. So it's like a pre-season, first of all. Um, I didn't manage to get to any friendlies this year. I don't know if you did yourself until you did, did you? No. Correct me if I'm wrong. There wasn't any home friendlies that were actually attendable, was there? No, there wasn't. They had a few at the training ground, didn't they? They had a couple of sort of... Yeah, played up in know, Fairwood. Yeah, a couple of Fairwood ones. And I think it was only... Uh, I don't know, I might be wrong. I think it was only Plymouth away and Charlton away that was sort of like a like a real friendly where like you could go to the game. Um, yeah, even like the other it. games were they were it's hard to find the actual results because they're not all proper games. They were like some of them were like thirty minutes a half or sixty minutes yeah. a half and not a half, but there was two separate games, for example. I think against Bristol they did two separate games just to try and yeah. do proper warm ups and use a lot of the squad. So it's hard to get all the information to talk about. Obviously, you probably can get it if you scroll through the Swans website, but I'll be honest, I haven't just gone on uh, to look at the results. But they're not all there on Google. Yeah, we've, had, we've had a proper holiday this year. Yeah, we did have a break. We've kind of cut, cut off a bit, yeah, but we're uh, we're back done properly. We'll yeah. get back into it. Yeah, we'll get back to the weekly weekly podcast to bring yeah. you to get the discussion going again. But um, from what I have seen, I think one thing to really talk about is Joel Perot and how vital he might be coming into this season if we can manage to keep him. So obviously we thought he was going to go like guaranteed. He's still here less than a week before we kick the season off. Um, and he scored six goals, I believe, throughout pre-season. So kind of um, continuing where he left off with his clinical finishing. Just showing oh, yeah. how vital he is to the team. Yeah, I've seen some of his finishes as well. The one, it was Plymouth away, I think, wasn't it? When he brought it down his chest and volleyed it. It's just ridiculous yeah, the volley. finish. Yeah, I just, I, but I I fully expect him to still go. I, it seems to have, like you said, it seems to have gone really quiet. We were talking about it earlier. And it's just given us a bit of false hope, I think, because I'd still expect him to go probably late in the transfer window, which would be really annoying. I don't know, though. I think, like, it's gone quiet. And other Premier League clubs kind of looking elsewhere, looking for cheap. I did, I did see that Brighton were interested. Um, I saw an article somewhere this week that Brighton was sniffing around, but it wasn't anything. I feel anything. like a lot of clubs are reluctant to spend money at the moment, it seems, unless you're like a top club. Um, yeah. You know, you, you, it's just look across the board in the championship and it does, it's undisclosed fees everywhere, but essentially nobody's spending money. Even the clubs that have come down, usually one of, you see one or two big player sign-ins, but doesn't seem to be anything this year. No. And I think if if we get what we think he's worth, um, yeah, I can't see many clubs. I'm trying I'm trying not I'm trying not to get too hopeful again, but I can't see many clubs wanting to pay that price tag. So um It is a World Cup year this year as well, and is it like normally a bit quieter before the World Cup? Yeah, I think well, it's normally after the World it's normally time, after it's normally the season after the World Cup, isn't it? Because a lot of the World Cup players like come back later, don't they? Um, and they're not quite fit at the start of the season. But so usually quiets down the transfer window. But because because the World Cup's in the middle of this season, I think it is having an effect. Um, yeah, I don't think people are gonna sort of spend big this year. Um, 
with a World Cup in the middle. I just yeah. I can't see it. And and maybe we are getting lucky in the fact that he is so young. So he's he's what twenty two now or twenty three. Um, yeah. He's had one season of good football, and and there could just be a case of like a lot of clubs keeping an eye. Can he do it again? If he does it again, I'd imagine you nearly have to guarantee he's gone next year. But um, yeah, I think uh, it was the same for Flynn Downs, wasn't it? He's had one. Well, I know like teams were sniffing around him before, which is probably yeah, why he's gone. Say, I think like last year was kind of his. Yeah, I think last year was kind of his. Right, can he do it again? And he did. So I think that's why he's gone. But uh, I yeah. genuinely thought that it was the other way around. I thought Pro would have gone early. And it would have been Willy or Wonty go with Flynn Downs. I thought that might go later on, but it's been the other way around. So, like, Downs went quite early, didn't he? I don't know what they might have been asking for if there was any offers for Perot or, like, any early discussions. But I'm sure, like, 20 million was quoted around around that mark. If you're going to get 12 for Flynn Downs... Yeah. I think um, you expected more for Perot. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Are you happy with the 12, 12 million for Flynn Downs? Yeah, I think it was, was it 12 and it could rise to 14, which yeah. is what I think it was. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm happy with that. I think that's, I'd like to see it because I'm trying to go, trying to take myself back now because I think he actually went when I was on holiday, but I'm sure we had rejected a few bids from West Ham in the build-up. I'm sure I kept seeing. Might have been Palace as well. They were, they were interested. Palace as well, yeah. I think, so I think we did, I, well, they, they did what I've been asking for for the last, five or six transfer windows is not just sell someone for the sake of it and they actually got a good price for him so I can't I can't complain for that and to bring in Joe Allen to replace him I think you can't argue with that business I'm gutted that he did go because I, I saw videos then afterwards obviously after he left and it was like West Ham fans asking if he was any good and people were sending videos and I was like oh shit he was actually really good wasn't he sometimes when you step back you're like he was really class last year so yeah. I was gutted that he's gone but to have was really potentially good. 14 million and have Joe Allen come in, you can't you can't turn that down. You can't argue yeah. with it. He was really good, but I will maintain there was areas that he didn't get called out for that other players would have. I'm not saying that I want him to go nothing. He's obviously young and can improve in places, but there's definitely mistakes he made in certain games that if another player had oh, made yeah. them, they would have got shafted. But because he had a good season, like everyone let him off. Uh, like, for example, Fal- Falton comes on makes the same mistake and everyone hates him even though he's not yeah. playing uh hardly plays but then downs like maybe a little bit the biggest thing i found was sometimes if we were defending in the box like running back on a counter attack say a shot gets blocked or saved he was really slow to react to the second ball in our own box and there was a couple of times where that cost us a goal but obviously everyone's going to have um, areas to improve on it's not necessarily been criticizing him but he obviously has enough good attributes for West Ham to be looking at him. I'm sure he'll continue to improve there. And I think Russell Martin was tipping him to like get an England call up as well. So obviously, I can see it, can see it happening if he carries on going the way he's going. Yeah. Have they still got Declan Rice or is he gone? No, he's still there, I think. So I'm wondering if he's like, because like, you think he's going to go eventually, maybe. You wonder if he's going to. He's the sort of the replacement, replacement for him. Yeah. Because there was talk about him going to Leeds to replace Calvin Phillips, wasn't there? Yeah. Similar sort of um, role, I guess. But yeah, so Flynn Downs is no more. We're going to look at the transfers in more detail in a bit. But So we talked about Perot's goals. 
I think it looks like he could potentially maintain his clinical finishing going into the season if we can keep him. Obviously, Obafemi was a vital part in the second half of the season when he got up and running. Um, so having them both there from day one, that could be really useful for us. Um, and something I've wrote down while we're talking about the attack, I think creating chances perhaps was a bit of a weaker point than scoring them for us last season with those two. Um, yeah. But do you think the season might be the season that somebody like Cameron Congreve, I don't know if I said his name right, but um, yeah, yeah, sure. can can break through because he's been looking quite good in pre-season. He did score a goal. He got the assist for Ryan Manning's goal against Charlton uh, on the weekend. And apparently when he came on, he changed the game in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I watched I watched a bit of the game and he was good. But he's looked he seems to be different. He seems to be different to what like midfielders we have at the moment. He seems to come on and he's a bit more dynamic. He's always looking to do something. He's he's a bit more direct, uh, like running with the ball. He's, rather than sort of we've got midfielders that are good at sort of passing it around. Um he seems to offer something different. So I think yeah, I think you're definitely right. I think in terms of creating chances. I think he's definitely got that spark. They can do something, but trying again, not trying to not get too carried away. I think like people have gone absolutely crazy that he's going to be like the best player in the world after the, his his cameo against Charlton. But no, I think like what you can see, what he, what I've seen of him, I think he's got. I think he's got. We saw glimpses of him last year. He made some appearances, didn't he? The tail yeah. end of last season. So yeah, I think it could be. I think it could be. Uh, Just wondering if he could be next off the like. Production yeah. line. Oh, definitely, he's definitely got the, he's definitely got the talent to do it. It's quite exciting. And then you've also got Ollie Cooper that perhaps can hold his hand up for some selection. Uh, he did make the bench against Charlton as well. Not fully sure where he's going to fit in. Like, if he's going to feature in the first team or not yet this season. Obviously, you you tend to see a lot of the youngsters in the preseason games. It's how many of those can carry on featuring as we get into the season. But I would like to see Ollie Cooper given a bit of a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Same. A good season for Newport last year. Yeah, I can see it happening. I can see him well uh I don't think who's gone out the door now. Like Dander left, didn't he? Yeah he's gone. Um, Corey Smith has gone. No one really in attack, but like we probably needed a bit more there, I think. Yeah. But I think that's you know that well that's sort of Corey Smith is sort of opportunity is there for someone else to take, isn't it? Yeah. Um can I just ask you to move your mic slightly up, if that's all right? Am I yeah. uh, breathing looks, heavy again? That looks very good. There. It looks like it's connected to your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, obviously you've got the champ still still part of the team. Well, there's he there's another like one he... that could have a breakout season because he was sort of, you know, we saw flashes of him last yeah. season. Doesn't look so... like he's gonna. He is gonna get there though. Like no. not not get there, but like. I can't see him breaking into like the starting eleven at the moment. Well, I, I was he was my player last year that I kept digging out. I always have one every season, and he seemed to be the one last year because he did like you know he did have a couple of flashes of brilliance. He scored some quality goals and did some some yeah. big stuff. But I don't know. I did seem to I don't know didn't offer enough for me. I did say he potentially wasn't fully fit. Now he's had a full preseason. He still doesn't quite, you know, like you said, if he still doesn't quite break into having more starts, then uh, yeah, that's a bit worrying. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, I'm not quite sure what formation Russell Martin's going for currently. Um, 
I'm looking, trying to have a look at these the preseason games, and obviously because they're friendlies, you don't get the detail of uh, the recorded stats and stuff. They got it down as a four-two-three-one in the Charlton game. I'm not sure that's accurate. Nah, I think it was the, like the three at the back with the two wing backs against Charlton. It looked like. Yeah, maybe. Um, so, obviously, we talked about a couple of players that are featured on the bench. It looks like Stephen Bender might be going to have to accept anyway, being our second choice goalkeeper, at least for now, unless any other action comes there. I know apparently he's been made available for transfer by the team. Okay. But I think he's going to be, be staying there because we haven't got someone else currently if we because Haim has gone. I know they were no. potentially looking for another keeper, but I, I've not seen any action there. Um, and I think an interesting topic is obviously if you've got Oberfermi and you've got Perot, it looks like they're both starting in the squad at the moment. We obviously need an attacker on the bench. So Liam Callan, Morgan Whitaker went out on loan last season. They both come back to the club. I know Morgan Whitaker has since departed yet again. But Kyle Joseph obviously got recalled in January. It looks like in pre-season that Liam Cullen's had the nod over Kyle Joseph. Yeah, no, Liam Cullen always scores goals in pre-season, doesn't he? He always seems to get a few goals in pre-season, but then... Uh, well, he did score quite a few under Cooper as well. Like, he, he did get some goals. Just he did, yeah. Last year. I think I think I take that. I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I never had a problem with Cullen. He seemed to get a lot... He seemed to get slated a lot when... Because uh, when Russell Martin first came in the beginning of last season, he was making quite a few appearances, but he was playing like sort of in a wider position and then he was playing like behind Perot and stuff and I thought I thought he was doing okay for what he was being asked to do yeah um, but I, yeah I, I don't mind him I think, good. Law as well. I think he's all right I think if obviously he needs to show more to be starting in the championship side I don't know if he's that quality yet but I think like maybe having him come off the bench um if he need goals I haven't got a problem with that I I've rated him more than Whitaker anyway because I know Whitaker seemed to be Everyone's it seemed to be a straight shootout between those two, which is fair enough. But Whitaker seemed to be the one that everybody preferred, but I, I couldn't see that. Whittaker yeah, Whitaker scored one at trick, and everyone thought he was God's gift, but like I just didn't see it myself. No, I, I didn't see it either. So I'm I'm glad that he's looks like he's going to give Cullen another chance. But I think it is last chance for him as well. I think if he doesn't yeah. do this much this season, I think I think that's it then. Well, he scored in pre-season, so it's a good start for him at least. Yeah. Um, I think. We've spoke about Joe Allen's coming in as quite a straight swap with Flynn Downs midfield. Not too much going on there. Felton's definitely seen a lot more action. So I feel like he's going to be staying. Um, yeah. I know Liam Walsh has picked up a Achilles injury, so he's out long term. I believe they were looking to ship him on, but they were talking about his injury, saying he'd actually shown really promising signs in pre-season. So I'm wondering whether... It would have been a case of like if someone bids for Fulton or someone bids for Walsh, see which one goes. But that's been taken out of the hands. I don't know. Um, what a what a what a what a garbage signing that was turned out to be. Though I know it's like hindsight, but he came with an yeah, injury. Yeah, we were warned that he was. Yeah, he came with an injury prone tag, didn't he? And then yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed a bit stupid to me, especially in that area where we had enough players to then send him out on loan last season. It just seemed yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really get that one. So essentially, Corey Smith and Flynn Downs have gone, which means um, Felton and Joe Allen, yeah, say replacing them. I know Felton was your last season, but 
probably is going to feature a lot more as a result of Smith and Downs leaving. Felton is probably going to be integrated, I think, um, quite quite a lot. It was either him or Cham, but I don't really like Cham in that role. So, no. I'd, yeah, I'd rather see him further up. Um, but I think the most interesting part of preseason, and I think the most vital part for Russell Martin to work on, is the defence. And this is perhaps going to transition nicely into our transfer recap. Um, but the defence is the area that's clearly been a focus for our transfer recruitment strategy in the summer. Yeah. We brought in several players, obviously been integrating them now in, in pre-season. Not the spectacular moment for Harry Darling in the Charlton game. Yeah. Doing his best impression of Ashley Williams. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those no. who aren't sure of the reference, he scored an own goal with a back pass that passed Fisher and went straight into the net. Um, I mean, it happens. I think it's happened under every Swansea manager that's played passing football. Um, I guess we're just fortunate that it happened in a friendly. Yeah. Yeah, get that one out of the way early. Yeah. Get that out of the A bit of miscommunication. Um, but, I mean, you say gelling and all the rest of it, but they both would have played together in K Dons, wouldn't they? I know. I know, I'm not going to, I won't go too overboard over it, but like the week before the season starts, I would like to see that cut out from last season, you know, that sort of panicking around the box and seeing that, I was just like, oh my God, but I won't take it too out of proportion in a pre-season friendly, but we'll uh, we'll see what we're like yeah. next weekend now. Martin did try and get on the, I don't know if the, on the defence is the right word, but I, damage control already about that sort of thing, saying... right about the defensive errors and stuff in his interview after the Charlton game, I just watched it and he was saying like, they are still young players. There's quite a few new players at the back and they've got to gel together as the team did last year, this time of the year where they were learning a new style. There's a lot of players in the back that are coming into this new system, new squad. So at the start of the season, there probably will be a few more errors, but as we go on through the season, they'll be cut out as they were last year is what he was trying to say. Um, I tried yeah. to like manage expectations, saying like, if there is mistakes, like it is what it is, it will happen. Playing this style of play, we just got to focus on trying to minimise them. Yeah. Um, let's just hope there's not that many. I guess. Well, they've they've got to because I know we get the praise for the passing football and the way he wants to play. Fair enough, but we they they got to cut that out. Yeah, being young or not, or gelling or not, you cannot concede goals like that in the championship. No. It's just there's no excuse for it. You won't go anywhere if we're conceding goals like that again. We already had a problem with conceding goals last year, so yeah, yeah. we'll see. So I'm not like I said, I haven't seen much of uh, how they lined up and stuff. So the back five consisted of Norton, Nathan Wood, another new signing that we signed from Stoke, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. Harry was it Stoke, Middlesbrough, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Middlesbrough. Sorry. Obviously, Joe Allen came from Stoke. A new Stoke was in there somewhere. Um, Nathan Wood, Harry Darling came from MK Dons. Uh, Joe Latabodia and Matthew Sorinola was obviously on loan from Union SJ, but previously worked with Martin at MK Dons. So a lot yeah. of um, previous knowledge. Um, I think he's taken the left back slot. I didn't quite see. Was it Latabodia or Norton playing right back? I think it was Latabodia who was playing there, I think. Is he keeping Norton in the middle of the back three, or is he 
using one of the other guys. I can't remember to be honest. I'll have to I'll have to watch the highlights back. Um, it's hard to tell in some of the highlights though because they do kind of move around. Yeah, they move around. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. It did look like Glatty was on the right though because I think he um he played the ball in for Oberfemi when he had the goal chalked off for offside. Yeah, which I did slow that down. I paused it at the moment the ball was kicked and it wasn't offside. So uh, Oberfemi had one chalked off there, but. Again, friendly, so not not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, it was a good ball by Latvoda, to be fair. I'm surprised, though, like if he does end up featuring more. I thought he was maybe going to be one of the ones that goes if they get some defensive reinforcements in. But having said that, I guess the problem is we haven't really signed the right back. Yeah, that's true. Well, this is, we were, this is, we were desperate. There was... I should have been high on the shopping list, shouldn't it? As soon as well, Christie left, play on both sides, can he? So yeah, yeah. I guess true. it depends if maybe he brings Manning in and moves Soranola to the other side. Yeah. Um, but then again, there's no cover, like a like, um, you know, an actual right back to cover rather than somebody who can fill in. Although you could, I guess Norton could go there. It depends. On, maybe the idea is Norton will go back to the right when the other guys are more comfortable in the system. Yeah, unless, you know, maybe he's brought in a darling to play as the central midfield, as the midfielder, sorry, central defender. Maybe yeah, he can cause... sort of pick, because they've got to look to sort of, as good as he has been, they have got to start to look elsewhere for Kyle Norton, because he keeps just getting one-year extensions, doesn't he? Because he is yeah. coming to the end of his career. So they have got to try and replace him. I feel like it would be easier to replace him if you put him back on the right than if he's the guy in the middle yeah. of the back three. Um, yeah. But also remember, Ben Cabango is still injured. Uh, he might be available for Rotherham, but maybe when he comes back available, that means Latte can drop out, Norton can move over. And I'm not saying Latte be not Latte. I'm not saying Cabango would be in the middle of the back three, but obviously he'd be available perhaps to slot in. Yeah. Um, who would you pick as your first choice defence at the moment then? Oh god. I think I think he's gotta play probably still gotta play Norton in the middle. Uh Norton probably Norton, Darling and Wood, is it, at the back? And then I would go man it on one side and Soren Nola on the other other side. It's probably the best bet to go, but I do, I don't know what he's trying to do. If you know, if like I said, if he's trying to take the reliance off Norton, then maybe he'll play um, Darling in the middle and bring Manning in, and then put Latibodier on the right and Sorinola on the left. But for for me, if I was picking the side to start next week, I'd want to see Norton in the middle uh, and probably Darling and Wood either side with uh, Manning and Sorinola on wing backs. That's what I'd want to see, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen anything of the other two defenders we've signed, have we? Which is Ben Blith and Wasari Williams, or Was- Wasiri Williams. But I believe yeah. they were probably brought in for yeah. uh, the under-23s. Yeah, I think so. And Joe Allen looks like perhaps not going to be available for the start of the season, but isn't too far away. Yeah, so we'll probably see Fulton and Grimes in there. Who, uh, well, I guess in Cham's on the bench for cover. But Congreve can play there and Ollie Cooper can potentially play in the centre if we needed them to. 
Yeah. So I guess uh, probably need a little bit. I don't know. Do we need more time? Depends how um, reliable Allen's injury sort of record can be this year. Because I think he's he's had a couple lately, hasn't he? But we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's enough to chat about the sort of uh, current situation at the team. Probably maybe after we've seen the first game against Rotherham next week, we'll have a little bit more to discuss when we see actually how we're shaping up and how whatever they've been working on in pre-season has had an impact. Obviously, the main that. thing, yeah, well, the main thing is last year they didn't have one. That's the thing I kept getting cited by ourselves, by Russell Martin. That's not an excuse anymore. So let's see yep. if uh, he can put the issues right this this term. Um, we're going to have to move swiftly on, though. Probably won't do a little bit of a pre-match on Rotherham, because I'll be honest, I don't know that much about the team. And... We're in that kind of part of the season where it's hard no man's time of season. Yeah, you, you've got nothing to like base any form off or nothing. So we'll wait until next week to discuss uh, competitive action. But we've got plenty of other things to discuss about the league. Got to move on because we got a little bit, bit of a time limit this week, after an hour. But um, let's go to transfers. We did already discuss the incomings of the Swans. Before we look at the full league, just a reminder on who's actually gone. So Morgan Whitaker did leave on loan to Plymouth. Do you think there's a way back for him? Uh, I I don't think so. I don't think so. Not with the way uh, not not with the way that we're, we're set up at the moment. I think obviously if Perot is staying and and we've got Obafemi and then he obviously has got Cullen there as well. Um, I, I don't see a way of him getting in because I don't see him playing as like a as like a nine. Um, so I, I, yeah, I don't think so. And it doesn't. It seems. It seems like from the outside that Russell Martin's not that keen on him. So I, I don't think so. I, I can't see him coming back next year. But maybe I don't know. But I can't personally. I can't see him coming back and like starting for us. <clears throat> Flynn Downs, we already spoke about was gone as well. Uh, the fee that we raised for him potentially secures us in our window this season. I don't know how much more action we could have. I think they're talking that there's not really much money there. Um, maybe one or two loans if they come available. But they have stuck away largely from loans this season, which is a complaint you've had in the past. There's only one. Yeah. So that's that's positive. Uh, Jan Dander, we mentioned he's gone to Ross County on a free. Corey Smith left on a free. He's gone to Derby now. And Ben Hamer, bit of a surprise one, but he's gone to Watford. Yeah, Corey Smith to Derby was a good signing. They've made some quality signings for League One. They got like Horahan as well, haven't they? And McGoldrick. Yeah. So they'll, they'll I'm surprised Corey Smith had to drop down the league. But... Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. And Horahan as well. I'm surprised they've dropped down the league, but maybe, I don't know, what, what have they been offered? I thought Derby was skint. Yeah, this is what I thought. They made some cracking signings. God knows what's going on there. I thought the guy pulled out with the deal as well. Of, of... Yeah, I. Them. I have no idea. And then Rooney left, and or maybe that's where they got money. Oh, maybe, well, maybe, yeah, yeah. It's not a bad shout because they all came in on free, so he could probably his wages probably cover about five players. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for the Swans. One interesting one we didn't speak about though is Jonathan Ogbetter, who apparently <laughs> yeah. is available to leave. Um, just I don't understand what's going on there. I was reading about it. You know, the is it Andy Scott that left? The, yeah, the guy in charge of the transfers, who just moved my cup a little bit again. Sorry, sorry. Um, but yeah, he apparently he brought him in. It was like him who scouted him and was keen to bring him in. But obviously, Russell Martin isn't keen. 
Andy Scott's not here anymore. So I wonder if the direction both were going in terms of what they wanted for the team didn't add up, and that's why perhaps he's no longer part of the club. That's awful business again. Or like that's just I don't know. It seemed that way last well, season. Wasn't it like three hundred k or something? It seemed like that last year though, because they brought him in, and then I know he had a bit of an injury. I think when he when we when he came to us. Yeah, but then he played like twice off the bench and then disappeared. Yeah, I did. It made no sense to me. I remember Russell Martin made a comment. He said something like it wasn't fair to start him because he was like young. It wasn't fair to start him. I think so. Bit of a weird comment. Mm. Um, basically says to me that he wasn't ready or not good enough. So uh, yeah, we'll see. But it just seemed what a, what a ridiculous signing again. I guess that's well, the problem you have though when you have like head of recruitments and head coaches. He was still on the agenda probably from like the previous manager and yeah. the short list that they were working yeah. on and style of football has changed now. So maybe he's just not built for the well, I mean he came from Man City Academy and Andy Scott worked with him there apparently, which is where the link came from. I don't know. Yeah. Bit of an odd one. Yeah, strange because he didn't play he like literally see. didn't play. I think and he hasn't even it. featured at all, I don't think, in preseason. I think he did what well, in one at least, but okay. not much. No. But I mean, doesn't say much because Liam Walsh featured earlier on as well, but he obviously got injured. Um, let's have a run through of some notable transfers from the league then. So we did both try and have a look. I mean, we're, we're not going to sit here and pretend we're experts on some of these players. There's a lot of players that we haven't heard of. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't hear of. Um, I haven't had the time to go and necessarily look into a lot of them. So we just tried picking up some key names we thought would make a bit of an impact or potentially good sign-ins as I, as I lose Lee there for a oh, second. I'm still here. I think my camera's uh, just gone, but I'm still here. I'm still, still with you. Here. You can just In look spirit. at my face for the next uh, however long. Anyway, Lucky. we'll start from the top and have the better closer. So Birmingham City, John Ruddy, probably I'd imagine reserve goalkeeper there. Um, Experience. Yeah. Callum Britton's joined Blackburn from Barnsley. I think decent sign-in for them. That's a good sign-in. Yeah. I like that. One that might interest Swans fans, Reese Williams, who didn't <laughs> manage to settle and uh, have a good loan spell with us last season, has gone to Blackpool this time to try and um, improve his uh, his record of loan spells in the Championship. It's interesting you say that as well. I was just thinking you made a good point when you said about the... Um... You know, maybe Ogbeta was from a previous sort of regime on a previous list of people. I think maybe we could add Reese Williams to that because he didn't seem to really fit in at all with uh, Russell Martin's playing style. Oh, I'm back. But uh, he didn't seem to fit in at all with Russell Martin's playing style. Uh, he looked really out of it. So was that sort of Cooper's sign-in and they brought him in? I don't know. Yeah, but again, he's come from Liverpool. Like, yeah, think yeah. he'd be a bit better on the ball. Maybe just didn't work. I don't know. Yeah, but that definitely. And he played in the Premier League the year before because they had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Just couldn't handle the uh, perhaps the increased demands and pressure of the Championship football. Um, hope it works out for him. Obviously, is you know definitely definitely scoring against us. Probably from a corner or something. Hundred percent. I was touching it later, but Blackpool are actually like tipped to be one of the favourites for relegation. Are they? Yeah. Be interesting. Um, Carl Naismith has gone to Bristol City from Luton Town. 
obviously they had a good year last year, so I'd imagine perhaps he couldn't get in the team so much. Scott Twine to Burnley from MK Dons. I'm sure we were looking at him at some point. I mean, we were looking at everyone, I think, from MK Dons at some point. But how many players at MK Dons sold? Half of them came to us. And then Scott Twine's gone to Burnley. Yeah, I know. It, it sounds like a lot of the players that were there under Martin have been poached elsewhere. Um, Shinji Ojo has made his move to Cardiff permanent. I think he was on there, there on loan before. Yeah. Casey Palmer, another X one, has gone to Coventry City from Bristol. I think on I think a, that's a good, I think permanent that's a good deal. This one intrigued me. Gene Michael Seri from Fulham to Hull City because I thought when they got relegated, he was one of the ones they were like, "How have they managed to keep him?" Yeah. And now he's gone to Hull. Like, what's going on there? Maybe didn't I don't know. Didn't really follow in that. They've maybe got didn't money work last year. I think hell. Yeah, they got the new Turkish owners, haven't they? Hence all their loan signings from Fenerbahce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, well, it's a lot of people. I think a few people are tipping them to get playoffs, just because of the money. But it doesn't always work, does it? So we'll see. No. Uh, Luke Freeman from Luton. Sorry, to Luton Town from Sheffield United. Uh, Ryan Giles has gone on loan to Middlesbrough this season. That's a good signing, probably, for them. Yeah. yeah. I think Middlesbrough are expected to be pushing as well. Yeah. Isaac Hayden to Norwich, uh, obviously from Newcastle. Um, Norwich are favourites, I believe. I mean, they're like the top yo-yo club. <laughs> yeah. Freddie Woodman signing permanent at Preston. That surprised me a little bit. But they've also signed another former Swans goalkeeper, Dai Quinnell. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I think, yeah. that's a, I think that's a good signing as well. Woodman, also, Preston. Ben Woodburn and Robbie Brady. Yeah, that's good business, that is, to be fair. A couple of good uh, players go in to Preston. Tyler Roberts on loan from Leeds to QPR. Shane Long, Jeff Hendrick and Tom Ince go into Reading, but they have literally lost like half their team. Yeah, they have. But I, did, I was surprised when we looked at who Reading and signed. It's quite a good bit of business they've done, I think. I think Jeff Hendrick is a good signing for the Championship. Yeah, I think he's good in the midfield. Um, Tom Ince, obviously, following his dad again. Yeah, he's a bit relevant though. How stage. is that? How is that allowed to keep happening? You can see that he just goes where his dad has gone. If I was like a club owner, I'd be like, look, he doesn't do anything. Surely he's not good enough. Like you can't just bring him in because he's your son. <laughs> Maybe it's part of the contract. contract. Yeah, it must Maybe be part of the contract. If I'm your manager, then I have to sign my son. Oh, it must be crazy. Um, Kieran Clark, Sheffield yeah, United. That, yeah, that's a good, that's a good sign, isn't it? Kieran Clark. Kieran Clark. I don't know how he says his name, I'll be honest. Yeah, Kieran Clark, you got it. Uh, Stoke City signing Aidan Flint and Dwight Gale. Dwight Gale. I mean, see if he can that's come back to the business. championship and uh, knock in the goals as he has in the past. Yeah, that's good business, I think. Jack Clark, right? This is the highest fee. Sunderland signed Jack Clark from Tottenham for £10 million. So 10 million, is it? Yeah, Sunderland as well. They just come up, but I guess I think they got money of there as well. I think they got a bit of money, yeah. All these yeah. clubs getting bought out, don't they, with all this money? It's shame our owners came with like a piggy bank. <laughs> I wonder if there's a sniff of uh, of our owners going at some point. I don't know, maybe for another day. <laughs> maybe. Um, I've wrote his name wrong. <laughs> Jed Wallace, uh, John Smith, and Jason Malumbi. 
to West Brom. Yeah, they. I, I, when I looked at it, I thought West Brom had made the best. They hadn't made many a day, but I think they'd made the best signings because Jed Wallace was good for Millwall, and yeah. Swift for Reading last year was brilliant, and then Malumbi from uh, Brighton. I think there's there's three good signings there. But West Brom had a good second after the season, didn't they? After they changed managers and um, probably had a good foundation just to add a couple of players to see whatever style they're going for now. Yeah, I think it was good business. And Ryan Nyambe from Blackburn to Wigan, which shocked me a little bit because I thought he was uh, decent for Blackburn. Yeah. Good and I didn't put the fees for most of these because they were either undisclosed or a majority of them were actually like free transfers. And that yeah. just says a lot to me, I think, about the perhaps state of the championship, which I think is a good conversation. The quality just seems to be decreasing again um, because teams just seem to have no money. So there's so many players getting released on free transfers, uh, sorry, getting released and then getting let to go on free transfers That because clubs just can't afford to sort of buy players for a start. And the clubs getting rid can't afford to keep players who aren't playing on on the wages. Like it's just all skint, and then they can't bring players in. Like yeah. look at us, for example. You got Ryan Bennett sitting there. No one wants him because of his wage demand. Oh demands. God, I forgot he was still there. Bloody hell, I forgot about him. He's still here. He's just sitting there. He's not going to play. I think it's been pretty oh, much confirmed. He's not in the plans. Um, he's available, but nobody wants him. Like, and he's a free. Uh, it's um. Bit of a weird situation. I'm wondering whether, like, for me, I think the quality would be lower this year. Perhaps people said the previous year was lower than the one before. I think it, it might be even worse again this year, and a bit of a dogfight in the middle of the yeah. in the middle of the, the league. Whether I that suits us, I think our recruitment hasn't been awful, and if we can stabilize a little bit on top of what we did last year, the fact that the quality hasn't improved might be good for us. Yeah, I think I remember saying this last year. I remember looking at teams like, and like, no disrespect, but looking at like, you know, Luton were like third at one point and looking at automatics. And, um, you know, there was a few teams sort of in realistic playoff chances. I just thought, like, how how were they there? I just didn't, you know, compared to previous years where you looked at, there was never been some real quality sides in the championship, like before yeah. we got promoted the first time. But it was like some some of the teams now, including us, wouldn't live with past championship seasons. So I think you might be right. But I think that is, like you said, probably from COVID, teams that just haven't got the money. The gulf in the game now between like obviously the very top and yeah. lower leagues. It's just, I think it's, it's a combination, it's just combination of COVID and perhaps when we're reaching that breaking point where the money in football has just become un, unattainable. Like it's just Yeah, I I think as well, you just don't have well, you don't have teams sort of picking up unknown players, I guess credit to us for picking up someone like Perot on the cheap who's been class. You just yeah, don't but it's really harder see... to sign players from outside of UK now. Yeah, exactly. There's that there's that factor. But also you just don't get as many players, um, as many teams picking up like superstars for small amounts of money now. No. You know, like that I think that sort of market has gone now as well. I think people are just relying on, you know, I think the whole as a whole in general, the championship has literally just been players going from one championship club to another just because teams are happy to pick up cheap players or free players who have a championship experience. Yeah. I wonder rather than risking spending maybe a million 
on someone else who's unpro- yeah. as, un- untried. And I'd imagine it's a, a problem all the way down the football league. From oh, yeah, the Premier League seems to be the most le- the least affected, but I think some yeah. clubs even there are struggling. But um, not struggling, but there's some that aren't spending as much money. As I well said this but... this conversation before. I just think there's so much money in the game. Like at the top, it's ridiculous that one yeah. one big team at some point is gonna is gonna go bust or something just because of the figure. Well, I don't know what I don't know how Barcelona are signing players because that's ridiculous. I thought they were literally like had no money. They're having a bailout somewhere, probably from UEFA. I wouldn't be surprised because there's no way they can afford to sign. They can't pay um De Jong's wages, can they? I think that don't they owe him wages. And then they signed oh, Lewandowski. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Uh, it needs to be that's borderline corruption, surely. How can you you oh, shouldn't be allowed to definitely. sign a player if you can't pay wages. You should should just be a full stop. You can't you can't afford it. Like whoever's definitely. in charge of this financial fair play, if you've got a player in your club that hasn't had his contract paid as as expected, there should be like automatic transfer embargo. Yeah, there we are. We don't get it with those clubs, you know. It's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, going back to that, I just think there's so much money like that in the game now. Like, I don't know what Mbappe is on with his new contract, and he's basically manager of the club, and he with his new contract as well. He yeah, can sign players. But like these, this level of money, I just think like one massive club one day is just going to go bust. Yes, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the next few years. Um, even like if you look at last season, Bournemouth, Fulham, they spent quite a lot of money in the league, and you're not getting that from Norwich, um, Burnley, no. and Watford this season. Like I know there's still time left in the transfer window, and maybe it could change. But all these clubs that we've just gone through the, the notable signings, I would say about 75% of them, the release list was twice as long as the oh, yeah. signings. Yeah. And I know some of that's youth players, but there's still players at the club that are just going a lot more leaving the clubs and joining the clubs. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, let's move on. Let's go to the interesting part. So we're going to try and predict. Here we go. Very uneducated prediction of um, <laughs> of our, our league table because I literally couldn't tell you how every club is faring, a lot of the transfers that they've made, like I'm not that sure about a lot of the players, need to see them in action properly for after a couple of weeks. So obviously we'll probably revisit it around the halfway point, see how we're doing. Um, I can see the Swans badge is like invisible over there in the black. Yeah, I see on this thing is always like, I see people put the pictures up of their, of these things and I can't see the Swans team anyway, you got to look for the gap. <laughs> anyway, so let's just go in order. So Norwich, I personally think, they're the seasoned experts are just finishing top, finishing bottom, finishing top, finishing bottom. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they'll be up there. So I reckon top six, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. Um, Stoke City. Ah, oh, Stoke. I they're a funny one because I think they've made good signings again, mm-hmm. and every year I think, oh, they could make a push this year, and then they never quite do it. So I'm I'm tempted to put them in the same sort of bracket. I think they might be like in that seventh, twelfth. Yeah, I was thinking at the bottom end of that, pushing for playoffs but just missing out. Yeah, yeah. Blackburn Rovers. I think they did well last season and they fell completely off a cliff yeah. in the second half. So I I didn't see that they'd made that much. Um, 
didn't, didn't Tony Mowbray leave at the end of the season as well? The manager. New start for them, bit of a transition maybe. So I'm going to yeah. say bottom half. Where would you I'm say? Not, yeah, I'm happy with that. I, I agree with you there. Uh, obviously, we will rejig it. Like if we think clubs are going to finish ahead or behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In these in these categories, Cardiff City down here. <laughs> obviously, no. To be fair, I'd put them probably one above that. I think surviving, surviving. surviving. I think. surviving. They've had a massive squad overhaul. A lot. Yeah, of that, that's that's why I think a lot of new players in. There's a big transition for them this year. I think so. I think yeah. uh, maybe they are actually going to try and change the way they play. We'll see. They won't. I, yeah, I think I still I still think they'll be good enough to stay up um those people who are listening perhaps on spotify or another podcast service we're just doing a tier list on the video so if you do want to jump on youtube perhaps when you get five minutes you can see our little list um on the screen but what i will do is read out at the end the order in which we place the clubs but there's several categories i should give context at the start we've got top six um we've got seventh to um, 12th place We've got the bottom half teams, then teams that are just surviving, just, I guess, just like um, outside of relegation. And then obviously the three that go down. So we're just filling this in with the club badges. I'll read out where we put the clubs as we go on. So we've got Sheffield United next. Swans, eh? You've got the, the missing guy. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we've got the invisible Swansea City uh, badge. The, the big one. Where, where do you uh... reckon? I think... Oh, see, I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to do it. I was going to say we could knock on the door, but I'm going to say just outside. Where would you say? Yeah, I I put us. I think what did we finish last year? Like 14th. I yeah. I can't see us making a massive jump. I would think maybe like 10th. So yeah, I'd agree with the seventh to 12th. Ahead of Stoke or behind 10. Stoke. I think we'll probably we, us and Stoke will probably be around the same place. I'd like to think. I'm going to put us only ahead is, of Stoke. The only issue with us, I just, I don't know. We talked about us defensively. I just, are we going to improve that much defensively? To, I think they have these players have been signed to improve defensively, and if if they don't improve defensively, then, well, I mean, when if you get to Christmas and none of them problems have been fixed, then you've got to start asking bigger questions. I also think, though, this is a big statement, but I also think that. If Perot stays and we have Perot fit and Patterson all season and Oberfemi all season, those three together, or where, you know whether he plays, where he mixes, he could mix a match and play Perot up front one day and have Oberfemi on the bench or vice versa. But I think if those three are fit all season and Perot stays, I think his goals could, we could be knocking on the door of the playoffs. But I that that position there where I put them maybe tenth or twelfth is, I think Perot is going to leave. Okay, we put an asterisk. If Perot stays, we'll go here, like down here somewhere. But he, if he but goes, it, like he we'll is, he is that good. I think his goals could take any team from, you know, a mid-table to playoffs or from playoffs to promotion. I think. Okay, so no ifs and buts. Based on the current squad, we'll do this table. Current current squad, put him in seventh to twelfth. I think they could be knocking on the door. Okay, well, we'll with see. Perot. We'll see. Sheffield United, if they can defend. <laughs> Um, yeah, I said, if they don't fix the defensive problems, you've got to start asking. I give Martin all the benefit of the doubt yeah, last yeah. season, but if going to Christmas, he hasn't sorted that defence out, when he said he needed pre-season and new players in that defensive line, he's got it now. He has to I, fix can't, it. I can't remember what game it was, but there was one game at the end of last season and I slated him a bit. I was like, he's got to... 
Yeah, and, and I to be honest with you. yeah, you did slay him, and I, I like I said, I maintained all the way through last season, I was going to give him the full season, the preseason, and to get some signings in. Now the club backed him to get them signings in in defence. Um, now put your money where your mouth is. If it comes to Christmas and then problems are not solved, then maybe I'll be starting to go to the other camp of like, can he actually fix that problem? Can he actually sort the defence out? Because he said what he needs. He's now got that stuff. So now we need to see the results. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not saying that we should necessarily go up this season, but we should see improvement is what I'm saying. I think if yeah. Perot stays, we could get playoffs. Um, yeah. That's my prediction. But we'll have a look at the end of the table, see where we end up putting people now. Uh, yeah. Sheffield United? Yeah, I think they'll be I think they'll be top six. I, I, I'd have them as pushing for automatics, I think. Yeah, okay. We'll put them behind Norwich for now. Top six. Uh, Coventry City? Coventry were think, right last year. Yeah, but I think they're going to like do a bit of a Barnsley where I'm not saying they're going to go down, but maybe they won't get to the highs of yeah. last season. Yeah, I agree with you. So I'm going to say bottom half after Blackburn. Yeah, that's fair. Hull City. Hull, I don't know. With this, with this, with these, uh, these Turkish signings, could uh, could we push them into the seventh, the twelfth, or bottom half? I don't see them struggling. I'd say bottom half. I yeah, I think it might be a bit high for them this where, season. Where where we? I think, I think after Coventry, after Coventry, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it maybe we'll change that when more teams yeah, go in. Yeah. Yeah. Bottom half. Okay. This list's a bit rubbish. They should have. Oh, I can change this. Shall I do like? We'll survive in. What is it? Twenty. That's twenty first to twenty fourth. So I'm going to say eighteen to twenty first. Which means this is thirteenth to um seventeenth. That works. Um. Okay. So. Middlesbrough, I think they could be a strong yeah, contender they'll be this up, season. Yeah, they'll be up there this year, I think. Just missing out, or are they going to make the playoffs? I think they'll make the playoffs this year. Better or worse than Sheffield? Worse, I think. Okay. QPR? I think, um, for me, I think maybe around middle again. Yeah, I, they're another one that everyone seems to tip every year to be up there, and then they're there for a bit and then they just sort of fade away or they, do, they don't really push it. So I think, yeah, I think oh, I'm, I agree with you on that one. In between Blackburn and Coventry? Yeah, no, that's fair. 13th, 14th, 15th. There's only one more space in this bracket. We want to um, play everyone in that bracket, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, we can adjust them at the end. Yeah. Millwall. Millwall. It's just another one that just seems to be tipped every year. Oh, they might get the playoffs, but I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon, don't I'll you? Go with that. I'll give you that. Yeah? You sure? Yeah, I'll give you that. I've got no reason for it. I just Only because you, it's hard. It's just so hard to... After after the top six, I guess they could go in any order, couldn't they? It's really hard in the championship, so we've got to pick teams. I didn't there. see anyone they've signed us like lit my eyes up. I didn't put anyone on that list from Millwall, so no, yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Say so they're going to struggle. Uh, Bristol City, I think they'll be surviving as well. 
better or worse than Cardiff and Millwall? I think, yeah, I'd have them, yeah, there after those two, I think. That's full now. We need to, uh... oh no, we got one more space there. Okay, that's good. We're going to have to start Brom. picking teams. Uh, yeah, West we haven't Brom... got anyone to go down. <laughs> I know. West, West Brom will be top six. Yes, I think that's an easy one. I reckon third at the moment. Yeah, I'll take that. Redden, I think. Uh, yeah, Redden, be in trouble. Go... yeah, I think Redden will go down. We're we putting them in relegation then, first one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Burnley, I said in the thing I was writing yesterday for um blog that asked me to to a prediction. I put Burnley to go back up. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I regret it. <laughs> I don't know. I think like we said last year, like and um, I guess we can put these in the next one as well. We've got Watford, I think they'll be the other one in the top six. But one of those teams is not going to be there. It's just it just never works out like that, does it? You've got arguably you've got the best six teams in the league there. One of them is going to miss out. Well, maybe not Middlesbrough, I guess, but you've got the top five teams there in the league. I think one of them is going to is not going to have a good season. But I I can't see who is going to be from from there at the moment on paper. I can't see who's going to struggle. I don't know why. I'm going to make a call. I'm going to say Watford goes into sixth, uh, seventh to twelfth. Okay. I like that. They got a new manager and they come from Forest Green. Plus, maybe if it works they're out. very like. I think it's going to catch up to them how cutthroat they are with sacking people. They've yeah. let a lot of players go as well. So who are you going to push into the playoffs? That's a big question. Uh, into the yeah, into the playoffs. In we'll the, have to in wait the and see. Uh, Sunderland. Uh, I think they might stay up. I think they'll stay up. I think they will stay up. Yeah, I'll take that. Birmingham, I think, could be in trouble. I think Birmingham are in trouble as well. I think they're going to struggle. I think they might go down. Okay, we'll put Birmingham in relegation. Um, they've been knocking on the door a couple of seasons, haven't they? Um, Preston is the one I was going to say. It could be a dark horse for playoffs. Yeah, I was just, I was thinking that. They could be. Looking at some of their sign-ins, we said they were quite decent. So in the playoffs, though. Well, we can adjust it at the end if you think one of these clubs should replace yeah, them. Okay. But uh, let's provisionally put them in top six, and then yeah. we'll uh, we'll decide. Luton Town, I think, are quite similar to Coventry, where yeah. they were hitting the highs last season. Not sure it's going to continue. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's going to be awful for them, so I think maybe they can come into seventh to twelfth, unless you think otherwise. Yeah. I, yeah, if they yeah, they I do don't work know. hard, don't they? I just don't it's going to be hard. They're going to be a hard side to break down. They signed Corley Woodrow, I think, as well, didn't they, from Barnsley? So I think that's not a bad signing. Yeah, Wigan Athletic. <sighs> I don't know. I'm struggling with the teams that have been promoted. I think Wigan could struggle, but I'm I, just looking at what we got left. I think Wigan or Rotherham. I would for Rotherham to go down, Wigan to stay up. But then if we're going to say Wigan to stay up, I need to move one of these up, I think. Yeah. Sunderland. I, I think Sunderland, I think. Move Sunderland into higher. Yeah. I'm I think they might go Wigan right. to just, just scrape through. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, then we I'm spoke about Rotherham, so they're going down, yeah. I hope Rotherham stay up, but they always come up and down, don't they? From the Championship to League One, because they were so unlucky last time, when they, I think. Yeah. I think they drew a Cardiff on the last day, didn't they? Which sent them down. If they'd yeah. won the game, they would have stayed up. And it was they were unlucky. Derby's points deduction didn't come until afterwards. Yeah, it was Dar- quick and 
Wickham that would have benefited from that. Yeah, but what, I can't remember what happened with Rotherham. I remember thinking how unlucky they were. I know Wickham was the one that would have stayed up, but I can't remember. I think Rotherham, so Derby scored like last minute or something on the last day to draw. Yeah, something happened on the last remember. day, it all changed, didn't it? Yeah. Blackpool, there's another one that's, uh, I'm not sure about. I don't know. I can't see them threatening too much. I'd probably put them on the top of that. Are we full on the bracket above relegation? Yeah, these are full, these two are. Oh, God. There's two spaces in 7th to 12th, so we have to move play uh, teams up if we want to... I think, well, I think realistically QPR could finish 7th to 12th, couldn't they? I think I'd put them up there. Or, or Blackburn, it could be either of them. Yeah, I think either of them. And but then I'd Huddersfield, put... they were good last year, weren't they? Yeah, I'd put them in 7th to 12th. But they lost quite a few players, didn't they? Forrest signed some of their players, which would have been gutted by them, but I think... And the manager there. went, actually. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put them back down. Do we talk ourselves out of that? Yeah, Blackburn are going up. Oh, it could be hell, though, saying about all the signings. <laughs> yeah, it could be. The money. We'll have to make a decision, yeah. No, I think I think it's, I think it's too early for Hull. I don't know. I don't, too yeah, early for too Hull. Early. Yeah. We'll have... Um, okay, and Blackpool are coming into here then. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair. any changes to the order? Yeah, the only one I don't, the only one I don't like is Preston in the playoffs. I think that's a massive shout. I, I don't know if I can see them going. But, but yeah, but the thing is, I don't want to just put all of the teams that come. Down I know. There. Yeah, no, I agree so with you. Who do you want to put in there instead? I feel like I we're just that. being too safe if we if we check. No, no, I there. agree with you. I'm just trying to think who else could possibly scrape in the playoffs and the relegated teams from last season. Stoke, maybe. I know. I'm not doing Stoke because they never do it. We are. We're making a call. We're leaving one of them out, so whether that's Watford, Burnley, or Norwich. No, I think I think Watford's a good shout because I think you're right. Um, I think it, it, the what yeah. the way they are has got to come back and bite them at some point. It probably won't be the season you watch now. They'll probably Should win. Should we the swap league. Preston for the Swans? Oh, I, I can't. With I Joe Burrow staying. Oh, I, don't, I can't see us getting playoffs. Yeah, let's do it. But I can't, I don't know. I can't see us okay. getting playoffs. You're the year first guys. Swans finished sixth this season. The uh, money way mouth is. We're putting the call right there. Um, We'll see what happens. Russell Marlin, don't let us down. (laughs) Do what Steve Cooper couldn't. Get the playoffs and and, uh, And stick it. Um, Okay, that's what we're going for. So we're going for Swansea in the playoffs. So this is the order that we've gone for. Any more changes before we read it out? No, I'm I'm not sure. I think that's good. So we're going for top six, Norwich, Sheffield United, West Bromwich, Albion, Burnley, Middlesbrough, Swansea City. Seventh to 12th, we've got Watford, Preston, Stoke City, Luton Town, Queen's Park Rangers, Blackburn Rovers. 13th to 17th, we've got Coventry City, Huddersfield, Hull City, Sunderland and Blackpool. 18th to 21st, we've got Cardiff City, Millwall, Bristol City, and Wigan. Have we put too many in the uh, 7th to 12th bracket, have we? No. Oh, no, we haven't. I'm just being stupid. Um, And in relegation, we've got Reading, Birmingham, and Rotherham. Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. 
Let us know in the comments I'm not, if you agree not, with uh, our table. Not hundred percent happy putting the swans in the playoffs because I can't I, I can't see it, but then let's, know. Be, let's be positive. Then I know put next on the line. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh that's our tier. Let's just have a look at the uh, odds just for comparison, right? So for the winner of the championship then. Uh this is obviously a generalized one with all the betting betting accounts and the average and all the rest of it, but Norwich are favourites. <laughs> what for the second that we told them we said they're gonna drop out? Maybe we um but we'll see when we uh West Brom, Millersborough, Burnley and Sheffield. That's the top six for them. They got the Swans in seventh though, so it could happen. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I I'm not confident enough to say we're getting the playoffs. You might be right though, we're saying oh like the um the championship quality is getting a bit lower, but I just it dep- it all depends if they if he sorted out the defence. Because if they defend like they were last year, there's no way you're getting the playoffs. So look we're pressed on that. <laughs> Oh God, yeah. yeah, but like, doesn't mean anything. it's so hard to do with the championship, isn't it? Sunderland are tipped to do quite well. Yeah, yeah, I think they will do all right. I think they'll do all right when they come up. Uh, in relegation, they've got Birmingham, Reading, and Rotherham. Oh, well, there we go. We were. Who we've put there. We didn't check this in advance, I promise. Um, and then we've got Preston, Wigan, Blackpool. They've got the tip to like struggle. But I guess it, it depends where you're looking at. Like, some of these betting places, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know what these numbers are for. Like they all doesn't mean anything to me. But obviously this is a sort of an average across the sites promotion rather than winning. Well it's gonna be the same order really, but the odds would be a lot different. What are the swans to get promoted? I I'm not sure this they've given weird numbers on this site. No, I'll have to look at uh, the actual bookies. The eleven to twelve in Betfair, Skybet. Let's have a look. What yeah, if you redirect me to the correct? No, it hasn't. Um, I'll have a look. We'll have a look maybe for next week. But yeah, I, I, I mean seventh place. They probably be quite low odds. Yeah, for, I'd imagine for promotion so, yeah. or playoffs or whatever. Yeah. I guess things can change as well t- towards the end of the season. Yeah. But yeah, so that... I removed the wrong screen there. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> That's our table. So um, we'll revisit it perhaps Christmas time and at the end of the season. And then you will be like saying our geniuses when we predicted the Swans playoff finish. But uh, well, there we are. We no, put an X on the line now. So anything else you want to discuss before we shoot off? Nah, nothing. You want to make a prediction for Rotherham Saturday? Just just going to be a finger in the air job, isn't it? Um, are we home? We are. I mean, we're home. No, it's away. No, we're away. I'm going to say we're going to win two one. I'm going one all draw. I'm going to say Joel Perot and Jamie Patterson goals. I'll take that. Be interesting. Um, yeah. oh, what could we be home? I really want to go to a game as well. I'm off next Saturday. <laughs> Gutted. Uh, Are you not away. off the week after for the first home game? I am, actually. Okay. I am off. I have to try and get a ticket. Uh, who is it again? Blackburn, their first home game. Oh, yes. That makes sense. I think I'm going to be doing a little piece for a Blackburn channel later on. So 
I would explain why they've asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can tell we've been on a break. Um, but yeah, we'll get back up and running. We'll get back up to full speed and try and get some more stuff out there and be more consistent with the uploads and the podcasts. But as always, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Tell us how bad you think our table is in the comments below and what you <laughs> think of the signings the Swans have made so far. Who's going to be the best signing out of all of them or the most influential? Um, and perhaps some of the championship signings. Have you seen any that caught your eye that perhaps we didn't pick up? pick up on or other ones that we picked up on do you think any of those are going to stand out and make a difference for any of the clubs that they've gone to uh, let us know in the comments below and as always don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel We're still trying to reach 500 and i think we are going to do a giveaway of a swans kit at some point probably near the start of the season but we'll sort that out um the third kit got revealed yet or was that just a rumor i think it's like it's not official yet it is a rumor but uh i think it looks like it's it's going to happen. Maybe we'll do it for kit, the third kit when that gets announced then. Um, yeah, maybe. We'll sort something out. So keep in tune for that. And we shall catch you on the next video. See you soon. See you. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering McDelivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.